Bro Laws were a collection of state and local statutes that legalized racial segregation. Named after a black minstrel show character, the laws which existed for about a hundred years from the post-Civil War era until 1968 were meant to marginalize African Americans by denying them the right to vote, hold jobs, get an education, or other opportunities. Those who attempted to defy Jim Crow laws often faced arrests, fines, jail sentences, violence, and even death. The root of the Jim Crow laws began as early as 1865, immediately following the ratification of the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery in the United States. Black codes were strict in local laws that detailed when, where, and how formerly enslaved people could work, and for how much compensation. The codes appeared throughout the South as a legal way to put black citizens into indentured servitude, to take the voting rights away, to control where they live and how they traveled, and to seize children for labor purposes. The legal system was stacked against black citizens, with former Confederate soldiers working as police and judges, making it difficult for African Americans to win court cases and ensuring they were subject to black codes. These codes worked in conjunction with labor laws for the incarcerated, where prisoners were treated as enslaved people. Black offenders typically received longer sentences than their white equals, and because of the grueling work, often did not live out their sentence. During the Reconstruction era, local governments, as well as the National Democratic Party, and President Andrew Johnson thwarted efforts to help black Americans move forward, making danger a regular aspect of African American life. Black schools were vandalized and destroyed, and bands of white violent people attacked, tortured, and lynched black citizens in the night. Families were attacked and forced off their land across the South. The most ruthless organization of the Jim Crow era, the Ku Klux Klan, was born in 1865 in Pulaski, Tennessee, as a private club for Confederate veterans. The KKK grew into a secret society terrorizing black communities and seeping through the white southern culture with members at the highest level of government and in the lowest echelons of criminal back alley. At the start of the 1880s, big cities in the south were not wholly beholden to Jim Crow laws and black Americans found more freedom in them. This led to substantial black populations moving to the cities as the decades progressed. White city dwellers demanded more laws to limit opportunities for African Americans. Jim Crow laws soon spread around the country with even more force than previously. Public parks were forbidden for African Americans to enter and theaters and restaurants were segregated. Segregated waiting rooms and bus and train stations were required, as well as water fountains, restrooms, building entrances, elevators, cemeteries, even amusement park cashier windows. Laws forbade African Americans from living in white neighborhoods. Segregation was enforced for public schools, phone booths, hospitals, asylums, jails, and residential homes for the elderly and handicapped. Some states required textbooks for black and white students. New Orleans mandated segregation of prostitutes according to race. In Atlanta, African Americans in court were given a different Bible from white people to swear on. Merit and cohibition between white and black people were strictly forbidden in most southern states. It wasn't uncommon to see signs posted at town and city limits warning African Americans that they were not welcome there. As oppressive as the Jim Crow era was, it was also a time when many African Americans around the country stepped forward in leadership roles to vigorously oppose the law. Memphis teacher Ida Bell Wells became a prominent activist against Jim Crow laws after refusing to leave a first-class train car designated for white people only. 
a conductor forcibly removed her and she successfully sued the railroad, though that decision was later reserved by a higher court. Angry at the injustice, Wells devoted herself to fighting Jim Crow laws. Her vehicle for dissent was newspaper writing. In 1889, she became co-owner of the Memphis Free Speech and Headlight and used her position to take on school segregation and sexual harassment. Wells traveled throughout the South to publicize her work and advocated for the army of black citizens. Wells also investigated lynchings and wrote about her findings. A mob destroyed her newspaper and threatened her with death, forcing her to move to the North, where she continued her efforts against Jim Crow laws and lynching. The post-World War II era saw an increase in civil rights activities in the African-American community, with a focus on ensuring that black citizens were able to vote. This ushered in the civil rights movement resulting in the removal of Jim Crow laws. In 1948, President Harry Truman ordered integration in the military. In 1954, the Supreme Court ruled in Brown v. Board of Education that educational segregation was unconstitutional, bringing to an end the era of separate but equal education. In 1964, President Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act, which legally ended the segregation that had been institutionalized by Jim Crow laws. And in 1965, the Voting Rights Act halted efforts to keep minorities from voting. The Fair Housing Act of 1968, which ended the discrimination in, re in renting and selling homes, followed. 